So do we, we want to shoot for a cold open, open here? No. It's a cold open. Just, just talk about something about random stuff. And then it's just like, okay, well. And it's, it's like, like, all right, guys, let's start a podcast. Yeah, for the viewers listening at home, um, what's your favorite dip product? You know? Uh, mine? No. Mine preferably no. is no. You're, you're podcast. Podcast. Kodiak. One yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Let's start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode two of the Steel Shot Sports Talk Podcast, part of the Shooting Birdies Digital Network. I'm your host, Michael Yeager. Across the table from me is Jacob Haney, uh, founder, and to my right is co-founder and co-host, Kendall Bayless. Uh, we've got a, got a big show for you today. Um, I think we should start with introductions, because in the first one, we didn't really introduce ourselves very well. So, so Jake, who are you? What, what brought you to this point? Man. All right. Well, uh, I'm Jacob Haney. I'm a recent graduate of college. Uh, shout out to William Mary Griffins. Don't know how I made it through, but I did. Um, no, it's not the tribe anymore. It's, we got in trouble for the tribe. We got in trouble for the tribe. It's, you know, different times, man. It's 2022. Grow up. There's still the tribe. Anyways, recent graduate. Now I'm a, uh, in my, I guess in my, my day job is a commercial banker for Carter Bank and Trust. And, you know, my, I guess my, my enjoyable hobby is making content with shooting birdies with my two best friends, Michael and Kendall. Thanks, man. So uh, I'm Kendall. I'm uh, 25 and I enjoy long walks on the beach. Um, <laughs> I'm currently unemployed, but it's okay because. <laughs> I'm in uh, grad school. Um, like Jake, I went to undergrad at William and Mary, uh, Go Tribe, not the Griffins, and uh, currently going into my last semester uh, of grad school, studying to be a physical therapist at Old Dominion University. Doctor Shout out Bayless. Doctor Bayless. Doctor Bayless. Shout out Old Dirty. Um, I love calling it old dirty rather than ODU because it is a grimy, grimy place. <laughs> no free ads. No free ads. No free ads. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like, uh, like Jake said, you know, ever since we started the whole shooting birdies thing, it's been a lot of fun. Um, just kind of documenting what we do. That's kind of how it all started is we just, we're going to start recording stuff that we would be doing anyway. So golfing, hunting, much it. And now, now, now you all get an insight into just what our regular conversations would be. Yeah. Um, I'm Michael Yeager. Uh, I, all three of us were Orange County boys, grew up, born and raised here. Uh, I went off to school at Virginia Tech, uh, graduated with an ag- associates in agriculture technology, and then bachelor's in natural resource conservation. I'm now doing conservation work in Albemarle County. Um, Play golf, whatever, hunt, and and I've really been really been enjoying the shooting birdies thing. Um, so we've got a lot, a lot of this sort of day. Got a few good topics to go over. So what what, what are we going to get to today, guys? I think uh, I think a good open um, for this episode would be to kind of run through some of the upcoming bowl games that we have. Um, I've kind of got the slate here in front of me, and we're not going to go through every single bowl game, but we'll kind of go through the ones that are more notable. Um, and some of the more local games that will take us up through January 1st. So it'll take us up to the Sugar Bowl. So what we're going to do to start is uh, I'll kind of read, I'll kind of read the, uh, the lineup and the bowl, and we're all going to make our predictions. And after that, what do we got? 
Yeah, so after that, we're going to talk a little bit about golf. Uh, I guess that was kind of the forefront of our content in the beginning, and now since hunting season started, at least for geese and duck, the big part of it has. Um, now we're rolling in with more content with that, but <clears throat> just talking about golf stuff, so like how we got into it and our hopes for the next year, you know, f- our favorite brands, this and that, just kind of a hodgepodge of different stuff about our golf game. Yeah, and then I guess our final topic of the episode is going to be uh, talking about our ideal hunt. So a lot of us, uh, you know, grew up deer hunting and now we've gotten into kind of the waterfowl hunting, but kind of what our ideal hunt would be like, who we would go with, where it would be and what you would be hunting for. Yeah. So, sounds like some good stuff. So let's, uh, let's get into these bowl predictions. We got working. All right. First on the slate, we got coastal Carolina versus East Carolina university and the Birmingham bowl. Kind of a battle of the Carolinas here. Yeah, we yeah. have some we have some vested interest in that game a little bit at this table. Yeah, oh, Jay, yeah. Why, why is that? Why why do we have this vested interest? Man, in uh drop the pin on me. Um yeah, my uh, loving girlfriend of two years, Logan Estes, goes to East Carolina and was a former D1 athlete there. Was She's a former D1 athlete. Was a former. That's why I said it. Yeah, there's a running joke in this shooting birdies, uh, I guess group that one time when I was a little inebriated, we're playing golf. golf, So of course I was inebriated. Um, (laughs) I said, we got into an argument, you know, who was, if I was athletic or not. And I wanted to defend my ground. And I said, you know what? I'm the only former D one athlete here. Nope. I was a former. No, I was. Yeah, that's I right. Was, I was a former. I still don't athlete. think he understands what's wrong with saying I was a former. <laughs> but that's okay. Let's get into it. But that's, that's fine. fine. So, 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 so for predictions. Coastal, ECU, Mike, who you got? I'm going, going Coastal. Coastal's, uh, they, they, they've been high-flying this year. Um, probably not really where they wanted to be. I don't think they won their conference. I think, I think Troy took it from them in the championship game. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going Coastal on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, vested interest in me. I'm definitely going the Pirates. So, so roll Pirates. Pirates. Right, for Jake. You know what? I think I'm going to go ECU too. Um, as a Big current, as a current monarch, yeah, we'll uh, they kind of ripped us apart early in the season, coming off a big win against Virginia Tech. So. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ECU on this one. All right, next, All right, next one. one. In the guaranteed, guaranteed rate bowl, we got Oklahoma State, Wisconsin. Big big ball. I gotta, I gotta go, go with Oklahoma State. State. I think. I think my Gundy is. Uh, they, they got a little more continuity there. Wisconsin State wants to do a coaching change. change. Uh, they're, uh, they're they're really excited, excited for the future with Luke Fickle coming in, in but uh, I, I I think the coaching change. Wisconsin's gonna be a little disinterested. Um, and uh, yeah, I see. I see my my, my Gundy's Cowboys take, taking that one home. Jake, who you got? Ooh, this is a tough pick. Man, you know what? You know, I'll, I'll join, join Michael, Michael on this little bandwagon for. I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. In my pick here. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, oh, it's you down yeah. on the board. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, Cowboys as well. As well. All, right. All right. So looking at the military bowl, we got Duke UCF. That's a bung game. Oh, I got Duke. I got Duke big. Um, I don't remember who's Mike Elko. Mike Elko, the Texas A and M defensive coordinator, coming in and and has Duke playing some good good ball, ball this year. Uh, uh, Virginia Tech, my Hokies made a made a defensive coordinator higher higher from a man. And you like to think like you like to think like 
here. No, you got to get here. Mike Elko's proven Mike that wrong. The old Blue Devils down there are playing some good football this year. And I think they're going to take it to the with the Golden Knights. Yeah, yeah, they're going. They're, they're going to tear them up. Fair enough, man. That's you know what you, you made your point. You're going to stick with it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and break that parade. I'm gonna go UCF here. You know, pretty good, pretty good program the last five or six years. Um, I've got a. I guess I don't really have a soft spot for Duke. Uh, you know, we we played them when we played them in baseball, and you know, I I just really I I don't like Duke as a whole. So I have to go UCF. Oh, so we're making. Emotional picks. Oh, it's emotional. <laughs> oh, it's real emotional. Not, not about the football I, I am just mad at Duke right now. So I'm, I'm going to stick with UCF till the day I die. Yeah. And for me, um, throughout these picks, I'm going to make several hot takes that I'm not going to be able to back up very well. Um, I'm going to go UCF as well. Let's go. I'm going to go UCF. Um, in the past few years, I've been a little bit more biased towards uh, – North Carolina, and I've never really been a fan of Duke. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go UCF for that reason. Preach King. Preach. I'll tell you though. I'll tell you though. Duke football fans are tolerable. Duke, Duke basketball fans are, football are the worst. I went down. They've kind of come out of nowhere in the past few years. Yeah, but if we're, if we're, if we're seriously talking about this, like Cameron Indoor. Talking basketball. Oh, yeah. like that's, that's one of the, one of the hardest, hardest places to come in. The, the hardest, hardest places. Especially with Coach K. Obviously yeah. not there anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, we're talking, 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 talking about a really small gym that packs a freaking punch. Sure. I mean, it is loud. They're definitely a basketball school. But, but their fans. Probably always will be. Definitely will always will be. They are Patriots fans. They are Duke, Duke basketball fans are Patriots fans. They're, they're probably Lakers fans. They're, they're, they're probably Golden State fans now. They are the biggest bandwagon fan base you'll ever find. But Duke football fans? Oh, they're just delightful. They're just delightful. I think they're not just going to their be like, oh, yeah, Duke football, I want to cheer for that team. There's only like 3,000 of them that go to the games. Oh, but they're in it. Just delightful. I went down to Wallace Wade in 2018. And we, we got, got down there a few hours early and tailgated and amongst the Duke fans. And they were just welcoming and just as nice, nice as they could be. Kind of people that would help you find your seat if you yep. didn't know where you were. Yep. Carolina fans, not the same. I went to Carolina that same year. A little different. And they, yeah, they're they're not a very educated football fan base. Well, they've, they've had a couple run-ins with education in the past. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. What do we got next? All right. We got Arkansas, Kansas, and the Liberty Bowl. Mm. I'm, I'm making an emotional pick here. Go Jayhawks. Oh, <laughs> just, I, 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 I want the Kansas fan. Man. Rock Chalk. Yeah. yeah. Rock Chalk Jayhawks. I'm fine with that pick. I think I'm going to second that pick. Okay. I don't think it's the smart pick. Sam oh, Pittman. I don't, I don't Sam Pittman has the old Razorbacks playing some pretty good football, but. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to, to go against the SEC here. I'm going to go Arkansas. Woo pig. Woo pig. The dumbest little call I've ever heard. Gosh, man. All right, you know, what we got next? The last oh. Arkansas football game that I watched was uh, when they played Tech in the Belt Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a heck of a game there. That was a heck of a game. Yeah, uh, I think we were we were ready to leave right there about halftime. What did we say? Most of the stadium cleared out. Yeah. yeah. What did we say? If it gets to thirty, we're, we're leaving. leaving. Yeah. And it never, it got, never to got to thirty. Never got to thirty. All right. Next game on the plate, we got Oregon, North Carolina, and the Holiday Bowl. Well, I know where Michael's going with this one. I'm about to take Carolina. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That's I, a, I think Drake I think Drake is, is, that, is that good. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I, I am as big a Carolina hater as you're going to find this guy. Nope, nope. I mean, he's, he's good. He's coming back next year. I think that's what he's coming back next year. Yeah, I think Oregon. Yeah. With, with, with my dad being an NC State grad, dad, uh, I grew up not a lot Carolina blue, but I think Drake May is just going to have too much offense for Oregon to handle. Fair enough, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to go with Carolina here. I, uh, I actually played – Jake grew up a Carolina fan. I did grow up a Carolina fan. That was actually my dream school for baseball. And I you know, went to a few camps and talked to the coaches a little bit and fell in love, and then obviously that didn't work out. Um, but anyways, I played – I actually played baseball with Drake May's older brother, Cole, and he was a left-handed pitcher at Florida for a few years and obviously Drake's oldest brother Luke was you know great player for Carolina basketball and made the shot in the, the was it the semi or was it the whatever it was but I'm definitely going Carolina here and you know what um even though Oregon is ranked at 15 and North Carolina is I think that's going to be a clean a clean sweep here for UNC I'm going to go to UNC as well uh, one of my best friend's moms actually works at UNC, and she's, she's been gracious enough to hook me up with some basketball tickets later in the year. So UNC down the board across the uh, shoot birdies here. Well, well who, who are they playing against there? Huh? I forget who they're playing against. North Carolina? Oregon? Yeah, Oregon's got that win. Yeah, no problem. Are you, are you no, no, I'm not changing my pick. No, but we just saw Big Carolina, so – yeah, this is definitely not. Get into let's just let's just come out on the front and say this is not sports gambling advice at all. No, so do not trust it's, us yeah. one bit. I am an awful sports. Gambler. Do not put your money line on any of our. The games. only thing me and Jake place for bets are like yeah. eighteen team parlays. Yeah, <laughs> one of those is definitely one of those is going to hit one day. We're trying to win right forty thousand or nothing. Yeah, exactly, and it's never going to happen. Yeah. But when it does, let me tell you, I will be ecstatic. Yeah, go ahead, Kendall. All right. Next bowl that we have on the slate is Texas Tech Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. Ooh. Rebels, man. Lead it off, Jake. I'm going Rebels. 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 Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, I have just never never paid any attention to Texas Tech football, no, and I think it just, there's a it reason doesn't, for that. It, it just doesn't it, – you know, it's not exciting. Ole Miss, and, Ole Miss SEC, like, they're the heart of the SEC. I don't really consider Texas Tech as, like – not, I, I don't know. I just don't like what, uh, don't what like bowl is that again, Kendall? It's the Texas Bowl, and for that reason, I'm going Texas Tech. It, yeah. Texas yeah. Tech and the Texas Bowl just feels right. I think, I mean, Lane Kiffin just has so much juice behind him. He does. I mean, it's, uh, it's not really a it's, – it, it's still a neutral site. I mean, you're in Mississippi, so it's really not – all is that in, far is away. It, is that game in Mississippi? No, I say it's a Texas Bowl. I'm saying Mississippi. Oh, oh. Right well, it's going to be a half full stadium. Anyway, yeah. It's, like, I mean, it's a, it's a who, get, who gets a crap bowl? Bowl games. All right, next bowl that we have, it's a fun little bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl. Great little snack. One of the Cheez-It Bowls. Okay, let me, let me just – two Cheez-It Bowls this year. Yeah. Let me just front by saying, not an ad, but, man, I do love some Cheez-Its. Have you seen those new mixes things? They have, like, cheddar and bacon Cheez-Its in the same bag. Oh, and the ones oh, that they have that are, like, the Cheez-It – are they the Cheez-It crisps? No, I'm not. I'm not a crisp fan. They're like, a, they're like the perfect blend between a cracker and a chip, though. They're just yeah. like delightful. I don't snack. know about perfect. I had never had. I like them. the cheese. It's for the ta- like how they, you know, how they taste on the tongue. I wish it was like a the flavor blasted cheese. It though. Oh man. I was just about to say I'm a, I'm a flavor blasted goldfish guy. Oh yeah. I bet you do get. 
I bet yeah. you do like getting flavor blasted a couple times a week, don't you? Jake, that's just not All right, what's the next football right, game Florida, we got? Jesus, Florida, Jesus Florida State, Oklahoma. Oh, oh that's, that's a good, good one. one. That is that is top five bowl games to watch. That is two programs headed in different directions. Oklahoma has had has one of the most talented rosters in the country. Finished the year, I think, six and six. Uh, Red Venables coming over from Clemson really, uh, really, really let let down the fan base there. Um, and Florida State with Mike Norvell, they're headed in the right direction. I I gotta go. I gotta go with Mike Norvell and Jordan Travis and and, and the old Knowles. Yeah, you know, I'm fine with that. I think I'm definitely gonna tail Michael here with Florida State. Um, one of my buddies is a die-hard Florida State fan. Has been watching him all year. He's actually been pleasant to be around. You know, he's not he's not upset. You know, typically Florida State football has been pretty. Uh, Pretty subpar the last couple of years or so, and he's been, you know, watching football with him has been pretty rough. But you know, he's been happy this year, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tail with him. You know, I'm gonna take Florida State too. Um, they're coming in uh, 13 in the country, and Oklahoma is not in the top 25, so I'm gonna go Florida State. All right, Alamo Bowl. We got Texas and Washington. Ooh, Texas and Washington. If it influences your picks, I mean, Washington ranked number 12, Texas. And where's the game? The Alamo Bowl. So top of Okay. No, yeah. perfect. I'm definitely – I'm going to have to go to Texas here. I think, uh, you know, good good football program. It's always been a good football program. Um, and on the way up, Arch Manning coming in there. That's, that's going to be pretty high. I think next couple of years, Texas has got a chance to be really, really good and compete again. We're going to remember the Alamo. Oh, we're going who doesn't? I'm taking, I'm taking Washington. I think they're a, they're a, they're a ten win program this year. They're uh, they're playing some pretty good football. Pretty good football. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go. I'm gonna go with UW. I'm gonna go with UW. Oh, I went Texas. Or I mean, we're talking about a bowl in Texas. Texas fans show out. Always have, always will, and every major sport down. All right. Here we go in the next bowl. I think I know where Michael's going to be headed with this pick, but the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Mm. Um, we got NC State, Maryland. Not a Duke, not a Duke's fan, to be honest. Not a, I'm not a Mayo fan. fan. I'm okay with Mayo, but I'm going with Helmets. Kendall gags a little bit if he eats any type of Mayo. Yeah. Is it a texture <laughs> more of a color for you? Neither. I mean, I it's like other. Yeah. Mm. It's the flavor. It's just the So when you, when you order like a bacon, lettuce, and tomato, I'm ordering it no mayo. mayo and if it comes with mayo, you send it back. I'm sending it back. I'm sending it back. Oh, dude. I've tried scraping that's, it off. I, I still know that it's got to be the creaminess, though. The oh, creaminess that the mayo brings. We love like if you If you have like a hand slaughter on Hawaiian rolls, you don't want to like, you know, country ham. We're talking like the good stuff, right? You're not going to put a little Ooh, bit that's of that's a hot take right, right there. there. I actually had it tonight, and it changed my mind. Salty ham? Not a fan. I love salty ham. I'll get cotton mouth before I eat mayo. <laughs> Man, if you eat mayo. <laughs> we don't oh, chew gosh. big red. Um, all right, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, I, I got to go with the one back here. Um, I don't I don't care if it's their third or fourth or fifth string quarterback. They, they took it to the Tar Heels with, with Ben Finley, I think. Is that right? Yeah, Ben Finley, their fourth-string quarterback, beat the Tar Heels. I don't care if it's MJ Morris. I don't care if it's Ben Finley. That was a good I'm, game to watch, though. I it was. Watching it was a part. very enjoyable game to watch. Yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm going Wolfpack there. 
Oh, fine. I'll tell you. I don't really have any knowledge of the two teams this year except for watching a Carolina game. In Maryland, Maryland. Oh, I don't um, know. I, you know what? NC State barely squeaked out a win versus ECU early in the year. And they, I mean, they didn't play a good football game. It was at ECU. But, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm still going to tail NC State. Yeah. You know, I like coming over to Michael's house. I think Spencer's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of the godfather of <laughs> shooting birds, if you will. Yep. Start, started the whole shooting birdies thing. Yeah, and I, I kind of like to keep coming here and hanging out. So, yeah, I'll go NC State. I have no problem with that. All right, looking forward to the Sun Bowl, we've got UCLA versus Pitt. Mm. UCLA ranked uh, number 18, not ranked inside the top 25. All right, next bowl game on the slate, we got the Gator Bowl, South Carolina versus Notre Dame. I got to go fight Niners there. Uh, uh, I'm, I should be having a little bias towards the fight and Shane Beamers, but uh, the Marcus Freeman and and, and the old Irish, they've been playing some good football. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta go with the Irish there. No, I'm not gonna tell that one. Um, I think it's been proven this year that Spencer Rattler, once he can, you know, if he if he's comfortable in a game and he can get hot, no one's out throwing that kid. Didn't they lose to Missouri? I mean, that's that, that's the point I'm saying is it's like if he's hot, he's throwing well, he's having a good game. I mean, it, he's playing. They can beat anybody, and they, they can lose it. Yeah. In a bowl game, you never know what really can happen. And also, I mean, it's just as much of a good chance as for him to go out there and light the world on fire as it is for him to, you know, suck. I mean, yeah. truth be told. Yeah, I'm going to kind of. That's what Jake said. I'm going to South, South Carolina as well. Handed uh, my, my Tennessee Volunteers their first loss. That was kind of a heartbreaking one. So That was after Hendon Hooker was out. It was. It's, it's, a different Tennessee team, team, it's a very different Tennessee team, but it wasn't even a close game. I mean, it was nope. a blowout. Yeah, Hooker for high school. They, uh, they, they, I think they ran out of fireworks in that game. They did. They did. South, South Carolina, Carolina did. did. But, uh, yeah, even still, I think that South Carolina can beat anybody. The Orange Bowl, Tennessee, Clemson. You already know who I got as a Volunteers fan. I'm going Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to be here to stay. I'm going Tennessee. I think I got to go with the other big one. Cade Pudnick taking the, taking the reins for the Tigers. I think that's going to be something of a coming out party for him. Um, if, if this, this was Tennessee and Hendon Hooker, well, I would like to say that they'll win the game, but I don't think they'd be playing in this game. That's true. Hendon Hooker's Tennessee team would be playing in the playoffs. One team in the uh, number two team in the country behind Georgia. Um, they'd be playing in the. They would. I, I, I think it is a as is is the biggest snub I've seen recently that Hendon Hooker wasn't invited to New York. Um, they only invited four. I don't know why they couldn't have made that a nice round five and thrown Hendon Hooker in there. I think he did finish fifth in the voting. Um, I, I don't hate that he didn't win it. I think that his stats after seven or eight games, he had a pretty good argument to win it. Um, but I don't hate that he didn't win it. You got to play 12 games. Um, and, and being the ex-Hokey, we, we love to see him playing well. Uh, just another failure of the Justin Fuente era. Um yeah, I, 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 I do like Tennessee. Um, I would love to see them pull out, but I, I just think Kate Kubnick for, for 
it's going to have this coming out party. Yeah, I think he's a special player. I'm going Clemson. They just have more to play. They do, and I've always been a huge Dabo Sweeney fan. I think, you know, he runs the program the right way, and they've been good for a really long time, and I think they're a great football program. So, definitely going to go Clemson. Uh, I know we wanted, I wanted to bring this up once we were talking about Clemson, but Dabo had a quote the other day talking about the NIL and how it's, you know, I, personally I think it's going to ruin college sports. A Barstool athlete, athlete at the same yeah, that, that doesn't count. Um, yeah, I got a hey, t shirt, a sweatshirt, and sweatpants, and did not get paid. So, hey, you still get a discount? Yeah, I do. I do get it. I do. Yeah, I do. I do. I get got an email from Dave. Sport. I did get an email from Dave that probably got sent to half a million student athletes, but that's fine. Hey. Uh, definitely did star that one in Gmail. Hey. Hey, that's, that's Anyways, he was talking about that, and he said that, or I guess some some reporter asked him a question about the NIL, and he, he came out and he said, you know, it was built around the NIL, and he it just went off on it, and his final quote about it was that our program was always a, a part of NIL and built around NIL, and he mentioned that our program was built in God's name, image, and likeness, which I thought was actually I, I, too, have really always been cool. a big fan of Dabo's faith. He, he is very forward with his name. And it's hard. And it's, I mean, if we're talking, if we're being real here, it's hard to do that on that big of a, you know, on that big of a he's, he's, he's a hard guy, guy to root against. Definitely. Yeah. And that's why I'm not going to root against him and the Tigers. For the same reason, though, I mean, we can't sleep on Tennessee's coach. I mean, what he's been able to do in such a short Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What is this, his second year now? Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and like, like I say, I'm, I'm a problem issues with the Tennessee program. program. And a healthy um, Again, like, I don't think anybody would bet against the volunteers. No, no, no. no. I'm going to say volunteers regardless, but I understand y'all's, y'all's argument for Clemson. That's fine. Now, I, just, I think they have more, more to play with. with. More to play for. Yeah, I don't mean, I agree. And they have a little more to play for. You got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, before we get into the playoff games, um, let's go ahead and skip to the Sugar Bowl. We got Alabama, Kansas State. Shoot. See, this is, this is a kind of tough spot for Alabama. You get into the hole, you know, who who really wants to be there. Kansas State, fresh off of a Big 12 title. They have they have something to prove. Alabama is going to be holy hum. We didn't make the playoffs. You know, I, really think that's, I think that's going to prove. I think, that, I think they've got some stuff to prove. See, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Bryce Young's leaving. Like, like, what, what does he, he have to prove? Yeah, yeah. Bryce Young's he to play. I think he's definitely a lock for the first round. But, but Kansas State. That's a good point. He's even going to play in it. Yeah. Well, most of those big-time players don't end up playing in the bowl games unless right. they matter. I, I, in this case, it doesn't. I haven't heard anything to or for him playing. But, but I just – I think I'm going to go Kansas State in this one. They just have more to play for. They, they, got, they, they want it a little bit more. Because, you know, the SEC – if they ever lose a ball game, you know what they say. It's, oh, we didn't want to be there. We didn't want to play in that. There's always an excuse, but it, yeah. just in this case, and it's on the other side of the coin for me, I'm going to have to go Alabama. I, I don't think – you know, you're talking about two completely different programs. I, I still think Alabama's got the history and still, I mean, great coach. But – on the, other, on the other side of your coin, you Kansas State should be the playoff team. I know, but I'm just saying, like they 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 have some stuff to prove. They were they were they're always a front runner. They're always supposed to make it to the national championship because of their history. And now that they have, and it's almost you know, what, where do we go from here? And I, I guess speaking in the mind of a you know a competitive college athlete, 
was for five years. Like if, if I was in that position, if I was in the same position as Bryce, I guess I don't want to say Bryce because he's a, you know, first rounder, but Heisman winner. Uh, and yeah. Heisman winner. Right. But I'm saying that in the mind of a player that's on that team, it's like, yeah, we just got, we just got snubbed. You know what? I'll, I want to kick some ass. I want to go out there and prove a point and say, you know, we, we do belong here. We do belong. Yeah. I'm going to go to Bama as well. Can't count out Nick Saban. Can't against the SEC. Bama's the more talented team. Whether you're playing for more or playing for less, Bama is just going to outclass Kansas State to me. So I'm going Alabama. Roll Tide. Okay, moving into the playoff games. Whoopee. We got the Fiesta State, the, sorry, Fiesta Bowl. Uh, TCU versus Michigan. Hmm. I, I gotta, gotta, I gotta, I gotta go big blue. Yeah, big blue, man. Um, Michigan, Michigan's gonna roll there. Yeah, roll. I, I don't think the first round playoff games are gonna be very like a perfect sphere. Yeah, and 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 yeah. Michigan, that should be a, that should be a full slate. Michigan. I mean, there there is no competition. No, I would love I would love the more to win that game. Oh, of course. But I just I don't see it. It'd be fun to see him win, but. Some horned frogs get it done, but they're not going to get it done. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Michigan down the board. All right, last bowl that we're going to be talking about, the Peach Bowl. We got Georgia versus Ohio State. <laughs> I, I think this is going to be a pretty yeah, good Yeah, Georgia won that championship. By far. I mean, they're the best team in college football, and it's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I have no issue with Georgia. I like seeing them up there. there. They're, 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 they're kind of new. I mean, I know the one that smart last year, but he's, he's at, at, at him at the helm. He's he's he, been pretty darn good. He's a Saban disciple. That's that's taken to the old man. There's been a few Saban disciples that have you know played against Saban and not done well. But Kirby's had what was it like? Oh, and thirty or something. Yeah, but something start. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, who's to say how many first round picks Jordan's gonna have this year? Yeah. I mean, how many people are they going to have going the first round? It's it's going to be. Well, right, but they're not. At, I mean, if you look at like Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett's. I mean, if I'm, I'm this might be. I'm, I'm going to willing to die on this hill, but Stetson Bennett's easier replaceable. Oh yeah, you he's know, not, he's not, not like the first rounders. The he's 25 years old. No, I mean he he's not. I mean, he, but they're not going to tell me that he's going to walk in and start anywhere else. Yeah. In the SEC, Power Five, like big time program that's ranked every single year, he's not going to beat out Hinton Miller. No, he's not going to. No, but when it comes to their defense, I mean, pretty much all those guys are going to be playing on Sundays. Yes. Yeah. Just a yeah. Different... yeah it's, all, all year it's been Georgia and everybody else. All right, Georgia down the board. All right, so that concludes our bowl predictions, and uh, in a future episode, we're going to kind of revisit this and. Look back on uh, how well we were able to predict the winners of these games, and uh, and and whoever wins will will tell you that that's who you next time. Um, and if it's me, still don't bet with me. Um, I think I'm. I think in my last thirty sports bets, I've won two. So so, so but, hey, both me and Jake, if we say you to bet on something, bet the opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah, bet the opposite. End up not telling us. Yeah. Tell somebody else that actually knows what they're talking. Bet the opposite, and you'll and you'll Please, do pretty good. You will make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, so after bowls, we want to talk about a little bit about golf. Uh, we're all pretty avid golfers here, and that's kind of where our content started. Um, you know, kind of going around the table, just 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 kind of introducing ourselves to our viewers here. Um, I started playing golf when I was really young. I uh, my dad played a lot of golf. 
and obviously my uncle did. He's the he's the head pro at a local golf course here around us, uh, Spring Creek Golf Club. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but really nice public course here in Virginia. Um, so, I, you know, I grew up with a golf club in my hand outside of baseball. So I've played a lot of golf. I'm a .6 handicap according to the Gin, and, you know, I, I love it. It's, it's a great time. Uh, it's nice four, four and a half hours of your day that you can just spend with your buddies and kind of just relax. You know, I, I really do love it and I will continue to love it until I can't swing anymore. So let's, let's move on to Kendall here. Let's yeah. So about your beginning. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a first generation golfer, if you will. Um, picked it up a lot later than, uh, than Michael and Jake. Um, and honestly, one of my biggest regrets about golf is like not starting it earlier. You know, I, I think that's true of every golfer. Yeah. I, I wish, wish I started when I was 10, and I started when I was 16. Yeah. Like, but, like, I remember in high school, Michael was really encouraging me to go out for golf my senior year. That one could be terrible. But it's like, you, you wouldn't have been the worst. Everybody. Yeah. And, like, we were not good high school golfers. <laughs> I will come out there and say it. I, I think I was jumping up and down after my first tournament, and I shot 115. <laughs> at Lakeview Golf Club in Harrisburg, Virginia, and I was ecstatic. I was like, that was the best round I've ever played, and everybody else is on the team. You know, everybody else is looking up their scores mad at 75s and 76s. I'm like, dude, I would give my left nut to shoot 75 right now. Like, come on. But, uh, you know, I'll speak, I'll speak a little highly of Kendall right now. He's made a lot of ground. I mean, he's covered a ton of ground in the past year and a half. I mean, 2022, most improved. 100% oh, yeah. by far. Most improved by far. And that's what's kind of been nice about this past year. This is the first year that I've actually gone out and consistently week to week. Yeah, that's not like four or five. You turn career tournament win this year? I do. And, you know, we started off the Thursday night league at our home yeah. course. And, you know, I, I won a few uh, with Jake, a few team tournaments. Eagle, the, Eagle, Eagle the Park Four from 90 yards, yards out. Yeah, out yeah. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so I'm finally to the point now where I'm no longer. Once I got past five, I was like, you know what, I'm not keeping it anymore. I feel like it would be on the point. Yeah, uh, they're all lost somewhere in a field now. But <laughs> no, no, no. I, I you still have them hanging up somewhere? I still try to avoid using them. Oh. I just don't, like, keep them in my, in my little glass container. I, from the, I mean, there's no point. There, there's, there's no point, point. you know, saving the Wilson staff ball. Do you still have the breakfast ball? No, that oh, no. Taylor, so Taylor made actually just came out with a ball that has breakfast, like they have eggs and bacon all over. They've had that for a while. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I used for that breakfast. Item. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's somewhere in a Glenmore Country Club. Oh, yeah, that would get you. Is it in the porch? No. No, that's not the one I hit <laughs> for. It was the ball that I hit after that. Oh. So this summer, um, Kendall, you know, being a baseball player for – his whole life, up until this summer, his swing looked like a baseball player. Looked kind of uncomfortable. Which is very common. And most new golfers come in not looking very natural. Then you look at somebody who's been playing for 10 years, and it's just like, oh, you know, that looks like a very natural swing. Well, this summer, I remember the day we were on, it, on the eighth hole at Woodbury Forest. And Kendall hit a ball. I don't know where it went. It, it very well may have been a, a duck hook, a slice, whatever. But, but Kendall turned to me, and I was like, Kendall, that's the first swing that I've, that I've seen you. And, like, it, it just looked like a comfortable golf swing. It looked like a golf swing. And the one, the one for me that stands out, it might have even been the same round. 
We were playing down four. And I was like 100 yards out. And just standing over the ball, I felt really good. And it was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try to make like a nice, smooth, like controlled swing. And I put it within like 10 feet. And I remember, you know, I, I pimped it a little bit. Like I hit the swing. Little club twirl after. And it just felt good. And I feel like my game is starting to feel like that. Like putting, especially like now when I'm over the top of the ball, I feel a lot more confident. I feel like that's what a lot of golfers. That's, that's the key Perfect. word there. Yeah, confident. Yeah. Especially, especially putting. But going into this summer, I don't know. I was probably floating around 100 any any round that I play. Now I think I'm listed at a 16 handicap. But Jake and I went out and played some yesterday. And, again, it's winter. So, you know, we're not going out playing a lot. And, uh, you know, I shot a 40, 40 on nine. So, Currently a 16, but I feel like this time next year. I think it's definitely going to go down for you. Yeah. You, know, you have a more, I guess, your swing is definitely more repeatable. And that's, that, I think that's the number one key in golf is if you can, you know, you do, your golf swing doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, you, you talk about guys on tour that had atrocious swings and made it work because they were so, you know, they, you could repeat it, repeat yeah. it, repeat it over and over again and it never changed. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, it, it correlates in every sport. Baseball pitchers can have terrible mechanics and still throw a hundred and throw the strike zone whenever they want. Like that's golf very similar. You can have a terrible stroke, you can have a terrible backswing. As long as you get into the right positions that everyone else gets into and you make it work, that's all that matters. Yeah. But uh, kind of segueing into something else, you know, like you said, what are your hopes for next year for golf? You know, your twenty twenty three season. We didn't talk about my Golf background. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I do, do want to apologize to y'all if you any audio uh, weirdness going on. Uh, uh, the Yeager household dog, Old Trigger, he's, he's, he's in the code of shame for a couple of months, and he's, he's down here with us, and, and he just hasn't figured out this cone. Uh, he's a sweet dog, though. Um, but golf, I, uh, I started playing golf after my sophomore year of high school. Um, my first day, I went out, went out to Woodbury Forest with, uh, with my dad and, and, and a couple of older, uh, couple of older Madison guys. Um, first hole I ever played, I birdied. Uh, it was a par four, the first hole at Woodbury. Uh, I called Bug, made a birdie on the wall. Second hole, the, the number two at Woodbury, played the white tee, sitting over a pond, par that, on my own ball. Um, it was downhill after that for the next five or six years, probably. <laughs> I think the rest of that day, and it came out there, you're like, man. Yeah, I was like, like, I was like, like dang, this, yeah, this game's easy. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think, think I made anything less than nine the rest of the day. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of double digits. Yeah, um, yeah, I caught the bug. Uh, when, uh, went, on, went on that summer, played a lot of golf, ended up playing, playing my junior and senior on the high school team. And then for the next, probably – uh, I mean, up until now, for the, for the past five or six summers, I've played five or six times a week. I'm a, uh, I'm a six handicap. I got down to, like, three this summer and then completely lost my driver. But uh, And then we fought through that. Um, yeah, that, that, that's where I am. What do you got, Jake? Yeah, so uh, kind, of, kind of moving into that, uh, going off of, like, what, what are your hopes for next year for your golf game, Kendall, for this upcoming 2023 season? Yeah, I would say that. You know, for me, it's never been a distance problem. It's been just more of a consistency, consistency. problem. And I feel like I've started getting better at course management. Um, 
really my, my biggest hope is probably just like ball striking. Okay. Consistent, uh, like consistent ball striking on consistent the Consistent ball striking. Like there's nothing more frustrating after you've been playing golf for a little while than like hitting shots that like you know that you shouldn't like like duffing a yeah, chip. Yeah, 100%. Blade, 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 blade the chip. Blade the chip. Yeah. Like that stuff's going to happen, but just trying to limit that. And I guess if I could quantify it, trying to be in a single digit handicap. Okay. Um, very doable by next year. Very, like, very doable. Is very year sixteen, you can get you can get to a nine easy. Yeah, and most of. I mean, if we're being honest, I, I've made that. I mean, I made that jump. Uh, I think it's a lot of it is your short game. I mean, it's half your shots. Yeah, get, get getting from a hundred to an eighty. That's the easy part. Yeah, getting to an eighty to a seventy is much that's much hard part. That's yeah. that. I mean, I figured that out the hard way. You know, I was very stubborn when I was you know getting getting into this golf thing and. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to hit the 350-yard drive, and I was absolutely atrocious with my wedges, and my putting game wasn't very strong. And that was, I think, the the biggest thing for me was getting average at chipping and getting average with my putter, and that made all the difference in the world. And that's where I think I'm going to have to make the biggest jump, you know, to get from where I am at a point six to get down below, you know, scratch plus, you know, plus area. I think that's my biggest goal. Um, <clears throat> definitely getting you know, being able to say I'm a scratch golfer and mean it. You know, I've, I've gone out and played golf, and, you know, my lowest round was actually this summer. I shot a 65, and, you know, I you know I was lighting the world on fire that day, and I felt really, really good, and it was something that – it's a really good feeling, but I, I'm not able to repeat it, obviously. And, you know, I, I definitely think that's my main goal. I've never been fitted for clubs. You know, I've never had a true – other than drivers, but – I've never had a true wedge that, you know, has been made for me. I've never had irons that have been, you know, fully fitted for me. And I think that'll make somewhat of a difference. But definitely, definitely getting, getting to my game, game where I could be a scratch golfer and compete and actually win some tournaments against other really good golfers is definitely my goal. I, I think my goal for next year is just to enjoy golf more. Like, I'm at a point where I'm a decent golfer. Like, I – I don't think I want to be a scratch golfer. Like, I, I not to say I don't want to be a scratch golfer. I don't want to put in. I don't think I have the time to put in to be a scratch golfer. So when I go out, I just wanna. I just wanna have a good time. I don't care if I shoot a seventy-five or a ninety-five. Like, like I just want to go, go out, out and just just, just enjoy, enjoy being, being on the golf course. So for you, it's less about the competition of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more of a hobby. Yep. yep. Not, 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 not to say that, like, I, I, I am interested. I may join the golf channel, golf channel amateur tour next year. And, like, I, I still, I still I, every time I go, I'm going to try to get better. Dude, is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like 150 bucks to join and then, like, 100 bucks for a tournament. I would consider doing that. I think that'd be a lot It's a lot of fun. Um. I do enjoy the competition, but I like, I don't know, I, I put too much pressure on my golf game for, you know, forever. And I, I just I just want to go out, I want to drink a few beers, I want to just hit some balls around. Uh, up, up until up until now, I've, I feel like if I'm, if I'm going out playing golf, I need to keep score. Every time I need to keep score, I do that. I just, I just want to go out, I just want to have a good time. It's so much fun just being outside. Uh, like you know, I've, I've gotten off the shop where I'm, I'm inside all the time, and I I just think being being outside and just just enjoying just enjoying life, you know. I think there's a, a I I completely agree with you, and I could definitely take into account that I should probably enjoy the game a lot more than I do. <laughs> uh, there's been plenty of times where I've wanted to snap clubs over my knees, and there's been 
you know, other times where I wanted to kiss every wedge that I, you know, used. But um, I, I think I think with the competitive nature that I have, obviously I want to be the best that I possibly can be at a sport or anything that I do, whether it be work, sport-related, or any, any avenue in life. But I definitely could enjoy the game more, and I think that having you around and having Kim around and having people that, you know, I care about one, but two, just have obviously have a great time with. I think that definitely helps me. Um, but obviously, there's there's two sides to that coin. I mean, there's times to be competitive and there's times to have fun. And I think that more often times than not, we're having fun. And, and, and golf, golf is a lot more fun when you're in the ball game. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. I mean, if, you can't tell me right now if you were a plus three going out shooting. You know, 67, 66. It was like, a lot more fun. Man, this is a lot of fun when yeah. I'm birdieing every other hole. Like, of course that's fun. But I want to be able to have fun when I'm getting eights on holes mm-hmm. and, you know, topping my driver. And, I like, don't know if that's ever fun, though. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not. But I want to be able to handle it better than I typically okay. do. Jake, Jake's biggest crutch, or not crutch, his, his biggest drawback for his ball game has been his mental game. Always. Since, since high school and even now. Jake, Jake's biggest thing is having a bad hole and being able to not let that compound into a bad hole. And, he, and he's doing a lot better now than he did, you know, back in high school and for the few years after. Uh, I think it takes a lot of growing up to do, too. It, it does. does, yeah. I was definitely very naive when I was young, and I yeah. still was a couple – I mean, even a few years ago, and that definitely correlated into baseball. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'll be the first one to tell you that I didn't have a very successful college career, and I had a lot of weight on my shoulders that – I put on myself, you know, like I had a dad and a grandfather that were both MLB baseball players, you know, for the viewers at home that I don't really talk about this much, but that was hard for me. You know, it was incredibly hard for me to sit there and know that I wasn't as good as those two guys. And for me to try to make up ground by playing every single game perfect or, you know, doing everything I possibly could to try to get to their level. And I was never able to play just for myself and my enjoyment of the game. And I think that was really rough on me for the last, you know, five years of college. But now that I'm out of that, obviously, and now I'm working a, you know, full-time job at the bank, I think, you know, looking back on that, I'm, you know, I don't have any regrets, which is nice. But now that I can move into golf, I, I definitely have a different mentality when it comes to that sport, and it's comfortable. So it's, it's a good feeling. So, Michael, I got a question for you, Dan, that you brought up the point that you want to enjoy golf more. That, that reminds me of a time in the past summer. I don't know if it was the President's Cup or if it was the club championship, but Michael specifically said that he didn't want to play with our group. Oh, yeah. So that he could focus on his game because he felt that it would, he would post a better score if he wasn't playing with us. Now, given what you said, that you want to enjoy the game more, does that mean that you would want to continue in tournament settings <clears throat> wanting to play with a different group so that you wouldn't be as distracted by playing with us? So, so when, when it when it comes to those tournaments at Woodbury, I I have been of the three of us here, I've been the member there the longest. Those tournaments mean a lot to me. And I do want to perform as best as I can in those. Like so I, in general, going out and playing. On yeah, the just, just, day, yeah. On like, on like, you know, on just a random Wednesday evening when we go go out there, you know, get started at nine o'clock. We get there at six and play a few holes. Yeah, 
But okay. yeah, when when it does come to tournament settings, like we <clears> talked <throat> about that golf channel amateur tour, like I, I do still want to play competitive golf, but when when we're just out there just hitting balls around, I just want to be out there and just I think hitting that's balls around. We can definitely take into account because I do feel that somewhat that I'm the same way. You know, like I if we're in a tournament setting, like if if we end up doing that golf channel thing, I wouldn't mind playing with you. That would that would not be an issue to me. But the the okay, whole I think any one of us with the other one, we'd be fine. But if you put the three or four of our little oh, group yeah, together yeah, in the group, oh, it, it goes all shit. No, but I'm it. saying, what I'm saying is, is like we didn't do a good job of that in the summer, and I think you know, I, I there, there's like, 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 like I said in the past, like there's a time to be competitive, there's a time to focus, there's a time to, you know, when when something's in front of you, you gotta, you obviously gotta focus and get after it. Like I don't think we we did that too much, you know. Like I, I think. If we're going to do that and if we're going to play together in tournaments, like there has to be like a consensus of the group, like, hey, this is not a time to mess around. Like, let's still have our fun, you know, let's not, but like, but let's not take this not seriously. But, but, and, and Jake and I, we're in a position where we're going to the tournaments to win, right. yeah. to win gross. Y'all are, y'all are competing to win the overall. Gross like we, score. I, like we, we are trying to win the yeah. president's cup. Like, yeah, right. like we're, we're not, we're not there for net. No, we're, not. We're, I think, I think Michael and I are in a position where if we both play well, like let's say I have a great day, Michael has a great day, we are all like we're definitely going to be in contention for that top spot. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I can go out there and have the best day of my life and shoot a sixty-five. I've done it before. Like, if I do that in a tournament setting, that's a pretty damn hard score to that's, beat. That's yeah, winning. That's winning. That's winning. That's winning what right, and, that, and that's that's a okay. like that's a serious thing. And I think that brings up a great point. Like, that's you know that that's the time to focus. And you know, obviously, now that we're in those shoes where we can, we got we got to start thinking about that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right, what's next on your list there, Jake? But, uh, yeah, moving on, uh, kind of on a lighter subject. I know you were talking about your breakfast ball, but, you know, if you had to choose any ball, it could be a pink nitro, it could be a Pro V1X, or it could be, you know, your grandpa's ball from 1979. Like, yeah. what would you want to hit off the first tee at Augusta? See, I've finally gotten to the point where I recognize that there is an advantage to playing one ball and kind of knowing – what that ball does. And right now I'm at the point where like, I don't want to spend a ton of money on a ball. If I were to spend money on a ball, probably go to the TP five X. Okay. But right now, well, you what's know, your, what's your budget ball? Like, you know what? You, I need balls. I'm out of balls. Me and my buddies are going to buy a new box. I'm getting tailor made distance plus. Mm. <laughs> That's 1999 a box. What a class. 1999 right. a box. We played, uh, me and Michael and Spence and one of my buddies from PT school, we played in a tournament, and it was the first time I'd ever bought a box of new balls. Sheesh. Ever. Are you a high numbers guy or a low numbers guy? Like, do you like seeing the one, twos, threes, fours oh, I like on there? 80, 80, 89, I like 89. double balls. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. It doesn't matter to me. Really? It doesn't matter. So if you, if you saw a ball, let's say you're going through the woods one day and it was a tailor-made distance, you found two of them, right? You had one that had a one on it and one that had 69 on it. You're telling me right now you wouldn't want to pick up that 69 before you pick up the one? I know. Me personally, I'm picking up both balls. But yeah, Absolutely. I'm saying that I'm so used to playing secondhand balls mm. that, like, my mom found at a thrift store or a, a yard sale Yeah. that I just like to see a clean white ball. Classic. And no, not a colored ball, guys. 
So you don't like yellows, nothing like that? You know, I used to look into that. Yeah. I kind of like just a classic white I think, ball. I think every major ball company makes a white and they make a yellow. Like yeah. I know Pro V1s, they have their yellow option. I've yeah. never personally hit one. But. I'd, I'd just go with a white, just a white ball. Number doesn't really matter as much to me. It's just a clean new ball just because I'm so not used to using it. Fair enough. I don't think there's a better feeling than opening up a sleeve of golf balls. They're brand new and, you know, you're on the first tee and you tee it up and you feel good about it. And obviously, crap hits the fan and the first ball goes somewhere else and you have to use a breakfast ball. But it's still yeah. such a good feeling knowing yeah. that you have a perfectly white ball and you're up there and you're like, man, this, you know, I feel, I feel And that kind of goes back to the confidence thing. Like, yeah, it's confidence. a confidence thing, 100%. Yeah, clean, like, I, you know, I was a big believer in cleaning clubs before tournaments. That's another thing. I would always clean my irons and my wedges. Yeah. And I, you don't need to clean players and drivers, but. I would always do that, and it was just a confidence thing. You know, I had a brand new, like, but also perfectly like clean roofs. Like, that's that's going to give It you makes a difference. difference. It See, gives you I, I'm on the other end of the spectrum of that. I, you know, we play four or five days a week. I'm not cleaning my club four or five days a week. Well, you so should like, go back. You should scrape it. I mean, so, you should do some things. So, I'm, my clubs typically have clumps of mud on them. They're not clean. And so that's what I'm used to playing with. That's yeah. that's how so I you're, So you're on the side of why would I change something that, like, if it ain't Yeah, it's broke, working. It's it. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting a 75 when we're just going out and that's playing yeah. golf. Like, me. why am I going to clean my clubs yeah, and then turn it in 85? Like, yeah. yeah. So so what ball are you using? So I, I'm a tailor-made tool response. Mm -hmm. I, can t I, I like the stripe, but I can take the lead the stripe. I, is that the one where it's like they get like the pretty thick the big, yellow, big right? green stripe around it? That's yeah. right. I, I do think that the confidence factor with using the same ball is overrated. Mm -hmm. I think the performance of the same ball is underrated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Agreed. just, yeah. just yeah. hitting the same ball over and over again and knowing what it's going to do. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, that's going to breed more confidence. Yeah. But – I, I think what now for twenty plus handicaps, you just go out and hit, hit you just go out and hit whatever ball you want to. Like it's it's not gonna make any difference. Hit, hit so. the cheapest ball and if you find any woods you're playing. And just, you just have a good time playing golf. Yeah. But if if you're, you know, fifteen or, or, or fifteen or below or ten or below It's time to start looking. It's time to, to find a ball that works for you. Yeah. Um and, and not not even that you need to go get one fitted. Just just like you know find one in the woods and like oh i like how that feels and just stick with it right and that will i that i think that is underrated and how much that helps your game but yeah, yeah i'm i'm a i'm a tailor-made response it's, it's a, a good good soft ball um around the greens it, it has a pretty firm feel i i did hit tail uh i'd hit titleist velocities for a long time there's they're they're a very hard ball. They are they're long if, ball. If you Google like what's the longest ball in golf, Pilot's velocity is the one that comes up. And I did see that added twenty, thirty yards. The the tour responses, they're not quite as long as the velocities, but I still did see ten to fifteen yards added, you know, different than just regular balls. Um but then the softness with irons and around the green, like I, I, I can't believe like like hit, hitting a hitting a shot into a hundred and fifty yard par three, like it's it's like you're hitting a stick of butter. Yeah. Like it's they are they are just wonderful feeling. Oh, fair enough. And and and, and they, they are, are as affordable, affordable as a urethane cover that I found. 
Um, they're $39.99 for a box. Typically, your urethane covers are your Pro-Vs or your TP5s, and they're $50 or $60 a box. Um, what you do get with the urethane, though, it's, it's not quite as durable of a ball. So if you are a guy that is hitting trees and hitting rocks and all sorts of stuff, you don't, you don't, you don't need to be hitting urethane covers. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do recommend – if you think you're ready for your thing cover, I, I think a good one to go for is the tour response. Yeah, um, I think this summer I went through having my uncle Kevin and a uh, PGA Tour, you know, professional sitting, you know, at Spring Creek. I, I think, you know, I, I've tried a lot of balls. I've, you know, I've been fitted for balls before. And, I mean, yeah, sure, you can not get right here, but uh, – I've had a lot of people in my corner that I've I've had the I guess the pleasure of being around that know what they're talking about when it comes to that stuff. So I've tried a bunch of different balls. I've bounced from TaylorMade. I've tried Callaway's top ball, Bridgestones, whatever you whatever you really want to do. But I think the ball that I've hit the most consistent and enjoyed the most has definitely been the Pro V one. Um, I've been playing, but I, I don't really care what I hit if we're going out there just playing you know, for some, you know, on a random Saturday in June. But if we're playing in a tournament, I'm definitely going to have to pick the Pro V1. Hey, it's the number one ball in golf. It is the number one ball in golf, but there's a reason. reason. I mean, it's a reason. You know, like, it's it's made for high swing speed golfers, and I you know, I do have a pretty high swing speed. And, I I mean, I swing, I swing hard, and that's one thing I'm trying to tone down a little. But, um, you know, for those high swing speed golfers, you don't need a ball that's going to spin out the gym. You know, like, you need something that's – hard but you know it's gonna it's gonna travel but i mean it's gonna have the forgiveness of something that um yeah and it it, it I, I don't know man i, I just really like how that pro v1 feels and i think that's probably what i'm gonna stick with you, you pro v1 or pro v1 i'm a pro v1 guy that just spent too much i mean i hit i mean we both we all know it here and for the viewers at home i hit i mean i hit the ball in the air really really high that's something that comes with how hard I swing, how fast my club head speed is, and obviously, like, the higher the apex is, it's harder to control, so that's something I've been working on, but that ball does help me. Yeah. I mean, it does lower my ball flight a lot, and once I get fitted, that'll change a lot more, too, but it's made the biggest difference in my driver immensely is, I, you know, I got a new driver this summer, and I've been playing the same ball for the whole summer, it's been a lot of difference in the consistency of my distances. So that's, I would definitely say that Pro V1 is my go-to ball. You know, for, for me, I'm, I'm a low spin, spin guy. I, I want to hit a shot into a par three, and I want to sit and stop. I, I don't want it to, to spin back off the green. I know you, you have a much better opportunity to, to make a hole-in-one. I, I do that a lot. I do spin my ball off the green a lot, and I think it's a little frustrating to know that I could be pin high and land the ball pin high and it rolls back, you know, whatever it is, 10, 15 feet. But at the same time, I think that's good when, especially in the conditions that Kendall and I were playing the other day, if it's cold outside, the greens are hard, I know that I'm, my ball is going to stick on the green more often than anybody else I'm playing with because I spin it that well. Yeah. Um, but how often do you play on frozen green? I don't, and I definitely. <laughs> but that I mean that's definitely something to consider. But I guess moving on to the next thing we have, favorite club in the bag. What do you think, Michael? What's yours? My, My sixty degree wedge. Wow, <clears throat> I have a, a tailor made rack that uh, 
I'm a big fan of my 60. We we play at a golf course, Woodbury, very small greens. I mean, even even the best golfer around is is not going to hit more than 80 percent of greens. So you've got to you've got to get good with your wedges. So like, yeah. So uh, so typically every year when I the first the first time I go out in the spring, I'm, I'm the first thing I'm doing is hitting three or four bucks of balls with my wedges. Because with my 60-degree wedge. And for the viewers at home, I know Michael doesn't like to clean his clubs and clean his screws, but for the viewers at home, if you're going to clean any club in your bag consistently, it's got to be your wedge. Um, That's the – I mean, the club that's going to spin the most. So if you want to have consistent wedge games, you're probably going to have to clean your groups pretty often. Um, Anyways, Kendall, what's your wish? So if you had asked me this this time last year or any time before, I definitely would have said driver. I'm gonna throw you a little curveball here. I'm gonna go with my 52 degree. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I hey, got for whose recommendation? Per Michael's recommendation. Wow. So I, for the longest time, like again, wedges. I feel like were the hardest things for me to come along just because it's all feel. Three golfer is. Ever since I got my 52 degree wedge, it's been the club that I've inside of 125 yards, unless I absolutely need. To stop the ball on a dime. If I need to like get over a trap or something, or out of the trap, I'm using a 60. But everything else, I'm hitting my 52, and I'm just relying on feel. Wow. And that's that's the club that I feel like I use most outside of my putter. And it's a club that I've just kind of learned to like. I mean, it's just a club that I've worked really hard to hit well and hit consistently. And it's and it's, and it's a club that I feel comfortable. With my hand, so anything within 125, unless I need loft, I'm going with that 52. Yeah. Wow. Man, I guess I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be much different than you guys. I think that because you know, anytime before I guess July, I would always say that it's my favorite club in the bag is driver. Um, it used to be the most consistent club in my bag. Uh, it was the biggest difference maker. Compared to anybody else, you know, if I was playing against somebody else, I knew for a fact I was going to have You know, like I knew that my edge playing anybody, and it's still, I mean, it still is, but my edge playing anybody was the distance that I got off the driver. And I got pretty consistent with it this summer, and obviously I haven't been playing much, so it's, it's a little different now. But, you know, asking me this question today, and I'm actually proud to say this, my favorite club in the bag is 56. You know, it's the most versatile around the green. I think I can take that out of the blocker, feel comfortable. I chip with 56s around the green now. You know, in any line, I'll grab the chip with 56 and 60 because the 60 has too much loft, and I would have to fly it to it and stop it. Um, but 56 for me, man. Anything inside really 110 yards, that's a couple going on. Unless I have it, I have over a trap, I'm not using 60. But 56, man, I, you know, I don't have the, the wedge yips, as some people like to call them. Uh, I don't have those really anymore. You know, I, I feel pretty comfortable when I set up, a, up up to the ball, and I don't worry about blading it over the blading it over the green every time like I used to. You know, it was like a huge bugaboo for me. You, you got to get that out of your head, though. 100, it's out of my head. Uh, one, of most recent, one of the most recent videos you posted on Instagram, 
Oh, you were I know. Saying, but, but, I mean, don't blade it. Don't blade yeah, it. Yeah, but that's blade. for. A, I mean, that's that's a different. That's different. Thing. That was just for. So that I was, was watching that thinking, Jake, you gotta get that out of your head. Yeah, but now you're going but to. But now I'm not worried about it. You know, like I'm actually very comfortable with my 56, and I know I'm gonna hit it solid, and I know that you know I can I can do a lot more with the 56. You know, I can flight it down. I don't have to worry. I can stop it on a dime if I want to. I can check chips. Like I can do a lot with it that I can't do with 60s or 50, 48s, 52s, whatever. You want to call it um but definitely gonna have to go with the 56 there so i think our last topic that i wanted to talk off and this is gonna get a little sentimental i think i don't know about y'all but it's definitely getting sentimental for me but what's your dream golf foursome if you had to choose any three people in the world dead or alive who would you choose and it can be I mean, i'm saying it can be anybody yeah hmm Michael, you want to lead us off on this one? I, I've got two right off the top of my head. Now, are you going celebrities? Or no. you okay, how about this? How about this? No. If you don't have four, so if you don't have three others, it can be a threesome. So if, if well, it could be a, it could be you and another guy or girl. Matt, who would you no. want to play with? I, I've got to go with my old man. He, uh, he's the one that got me into golf. Um, any Anytime that I, I have an opportunity to play golf with him, I'm going to. Um and then my grandpa, my my mom's dad, he was a big time golfer. Played with my dad a lot. He he passed away back in two thousand three. Obviously, I was six years old. I didn't start playing until you know way after that. So yeah, never never had a chance to play with him. And I just I and he was he was all about his grandbabies. So I would love would love nothing more to play around to golf with him. And then. And then, I mean, those are two big sentimental ones. And other than that, I don't know. Like, you know, you can't go wrong with, like, a Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholas. Like, that would that would just be a blast. Well, to, play, to play with any of them. Actually, no. No, I take, I take that, that back. back. I will want my fourth to be John Day. I knew it. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I mean, dude, hey, Orange County. I mean, Orange County. We can't, we can't take away that he, he won the club championship lived, 13 and 14 years old. Lived, lived here for a little while while his dad was military. He played, played like the woods. Yeah, oh, I, uh, I could go for some hooters right now. <laughs> hey, hey, whoop pig. For, for the chicken only. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Kendall? All right. Yeah, I, think I, now. I, I kind of wanted to know Michael's direction and know if we were going with like celebrities, professional golfers. Hey, I, Which, you know, I really don't know if that would be the route that I would take, even given the opportunity. I would either. Um, my family, like we're, you know, like I said, first generation golfer. Um, but I would say that, you know, the couple of times that I went out this summer and played with my dad, even though, you know, my dad's not a golfer. You know, he, he hits the ball 100 yards and then chases after it and hits it again. You know, I, I had a lot of fun, you know, playing with my dad, get to spend that time with him. And same thing with my brother. A brother that uh, he's six years older than me, and we've always been really close and always been really competitive. And it's not often that I'm able to go out and play with him, but every time we do, it's a fun time. Just, you know, and it's less about the golf than it is, you know, the, the bonding experience. So, if I were to add a fourth, um, Uncle Robin or Uncle Rico, <laughs> I, I would probably take. I'd probably take the same approach that Michael went. Um, he chose his grandfather, and uh, there was a time when last year when we went to Tennessee before my grandfather died this past December, and me and my brother and my dad went out and played, and my grandfather just rode around in the cart. And uh, 
looking back on it, like that was a really good memory. And uh, yeah, if I were to have had three other people, it'd be my dad, my brother, and my grandfather. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, that's the fair amount of take. I think I've got a few sets. Um, but the, the first set would obviously be uh, my Uncle Kevin and my dad, and then obviously my grandpa, or wow, grandpa. Um, I haven't been able to play with my grandfather in probably four years now. His back's been acting up, and he's getting old, so obviously, you know, once kind of father time starts knocking on the door, I think it's hard to play golf when your whole body's tight and you're getting old. I mean, I get it. And I think that was something I obviously a lot of us do this, but I took I took that time for granted when I was young and didn't really think anything of it. But now looking back, 24, 25 years old, I, I wish I could go back and play with my grandfather. I think you know I spent a lot of time on the golf course with him. So he's definitely the number one in that group. I can still go play with my dad and still go play with my uncle. But I mean, you know, I you, you can't you, you can't you can't take that time away from family. So that that would be my number one probably dream rotation. Uh, the second one, man, I get you know I and this is it'll it'll get a little sentimental here obviously, but I really do. I, I'm a big believer in spending time with your friends and you know how important it is to make memories that'll last a lifetime that we can share with our kids. And I think that was the biggest part about this whole shooting birdies thing is like we have. We're going to have days and days and hours and hours of content that we can show our families to your future. And I think that's something that's super cool. So I would say, you know, I, I would choose you guys 100%. Like, I thought about going that route. I'm not trying to be cheesy at all. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's very true. And it's very sincere. Like, I really do it. Like, I do appreciate your guys' friendship. And I do appreciate us playing together because that's something we can always hold. with the boys. Yeah. And nothing beats that shit. And no, nothing will ever beat that shit. Like, if I had a choice between that and, you know, doing something else, I'm probably going to choose that more often than not. So those would definitely have to be my two groups that I would definitely go with. But uh, I think we're, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of up on time here, but I've definitely appreciated our time and I'm glad you guys are listening to us. Um, you know, what do you got to say, Kendall? Yeah. So I know that we have planned to talk about our ideal hunts and I think that we'll, we'll save that for the next episode. Um, We'll probably start off our, our next episode with, with our ideal hunts. Maybe we can just get into more hunting stuff in general next, yeah. next time. Well, I mean, it's the season now, so yeah. we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All, All right, right. Well, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening to uh, episode two of the uh, Steel Shot Sports Talk podcast. Um, our next one will, will probably be middle of next week-ish, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's. Um, I think we're going to try to be pretty consistent with this stuff and try to be one to two times a week. Yeah. Um, I know yeah. Kendall's going back to school here soon, but Michael yeah. and I will be in, and we're going to call Kendall in, and you know we're going to have a group all together remotely. So yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah, so uh, if you uh, have any, uh, have any recommendations of any content you want to get, um, also, also give us a follow, follow on Instagram or TikTok. Jake, what are those? Uh, what are those TikTok. The at is shooting birdies, all one, uh, all one word. And then I think the Instagram is shooting underscore birdies. So please, yeah, please give us a follow. Please give us a follow. Uh, it means a lot to us. I, I know I'm speaking for everybody when I say this, but it's a lot of fun producing content and getting it out to you guys. And we don't we don't want to just make it you know seem like we're 
we're putting ourselves on a pedestal here. Like at the end of the day, it is, it, it is a family aspect. Like I want to be able to know my followers and we, we, we want to know who we're shooting our stuff out to. So we do really appreciate it. Yep. Re- reach out to us. Uh, leave us a, uh, leave us a rating on Spotify. I'm not, uh, I think Apple music should have a rating thing. Uh, leave, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Uh, and, then, and thanks for listening. That's, that's episode two of the uh, Steel Shot Sports Talk podcast. Thanks, guys.